إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد so in the last lesson we were talking about the scribes of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and we got to the section وَبَعَثَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ عَبْدَ اللَّهِ إِبْنْ حُذَافَةَ السَّهْمِي إِلَى كِسْرَى مَلِكِ فَارِسْ فَمَزَّقَ كِتَابَ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مزق الله ملكه فمزق الله ملكه وملك قومه <coughs> So it mentions that the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم also sent Abdullah ibn Hudhafah as-Sahmi to Kisra the leader of Persia the king of Persia. However, that king ripped up the letter of the Prophet ﷺ when it came to him. He ripped up the letter of the Prophet ﷺ when it came to him. And so the Prophet ﷺ said, May Allah rip up his kingdom. May Allah rip up his kingdom. And that is what occurred. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ripped away the kingdom of that Persian king and the kingdom of his offspring. So Kisra, the king of Persia, he ripped up the letter of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And that is because he, the king of Persia, was an idol worshipper. And the idol worshippers, they had their arrogance. It mentions in the Quran, لَتَجِدَنَّ أَشَدَّ النَّاسِ عَدَاوَةً لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا الْيَهُودَ وَالَّذِينَ أَشْرَكُوا Verily you will find the Jews and those who are pagans, the idol worshippers, the strongest among men in enmity to the believers, to the Muslims. So the pagans, the mushrikun, they had that enmity to uh, the Muslims. So when this letter from the Prophet ﷺ arrived at the king of Persia, he ripped it up because he uh, wished to remain and was upon his idol worship. <coughs> This is in contrast to the Christians because the king of Rome did not rip up the letter of the Prophet ﷺ. But in this case the Persian did and so the Prophet ﷺ made the dua, may his kingdom be ripped up and that is what occurred. His kingdom was ripped up from him and from his offspring. Then also, وَبَعَثَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ حاطب, حَاطِبْ إِبْنْ أَبِي بَلْتَعَهْ 
اللخمي إلى المقوقس ملك الإسكندرية ومصر فقال خيرا وقارب الأمر ولم يسلم فأهدى إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مارية القبطية وأختها سيرين فوهبها لحسان ابن ثابت فولدت له عبد الرحمن ابن حسان Also the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he sent Hatib ibn Abi Balta'ah to Al-Muqawqis who was the king of Alexandria and Egypt. The king spoke good words to receiving this letter and considered entering into Islam but he did not in the end. But he sent the Prophet ﷺ a gift, and that was Maria al-Qibtiyah and her sister Sirin. And the Prophet ﷺ uh, gave Sirin to Hassan ibn Thabit, and she gave birth to Abdurrahman ibn Hassan. Another example, وَبَعَثَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم عَمَرِ ibn al-'As إلى ملكي عمان جيفر وعبد ابني الجلندي وهما من الأزد والملك جيفر فأسلم وصدقا وخليا بين عمر وبين الصدقة والحكم فيما بينهم فلم يزل عندهم حتى توفي رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم So the Prophet sent to Jaifar and Abd, Jaifar and Abd, Amr ibn al-As was sent to them, and they were the kings, the two kings of Oman. The two kings of Oman, Jaifar and Abd. And they were the sons of Al-Julandi. Both were from Azd, which is an ancient Arabian tribe it is mentioned. Both Jafar and Abd accepted Islam and proved true to their Islam, meaning that their Islam was good and they uh, practiced properly and they accepted Islam. And they allowed Amr ibn al-As to take the charity and to implement the laws pertaining to that charity and the gathering of it. And Amr ibn al-As stayed with them until death uh, or until the death of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Another example of the Prophet sallallahu sending out these letters. وَبَعَثَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ sallam سَلِيرْ إِبْنْ عَمَرْ إِبْنْ الْعَامِرِ إِلَى الْيَمَامَةِ إِلَى هَوْذَ إِبْنْ عَلِي الْحَنَفِي فَأَكْرَمَهُ وَأَنْزَلَهُ وَكَتَبَ إِلَى النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ مَا أَحْسَنَ مَا تَدْعُو إِلَيْهِ وَأَجْمَلَهُ وَأَنَا خَطِيبُ قَوْمِي وَشَاعِرُهُمْ فَاجْعَلْ لِي بَعْضَ الْأَمْرِ فَأَبَى النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ وَلَمْ يُسْلِمْ وَمَا تَزَمَنَ الْفَتْحِ Another example here now is to or that the Prophet sent Salit ibn Amr Al-Amiri to Al-Yamama. Al-Yamama is 
an area of modern day Saudi Arabia, Al Yamama. So Salih ibn Amr al Amiri was sent to Al Yamama to Hawdah, Hawdah, the son of Ali al Hanafi. Hawdah, Hawdah honored the messenger. And wrote back to the Prophet saying, How wonderful and beautiful it is what you are calling me to. And he told him that I am a poet among my people. So give me a position in government. But the Prophet refused. And so Hawdha, Hawdha did not accept Islam and he died uh, in the era of the conquest. Another example, وَبَعَثَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ شُجَاعَ بْنَ وَهَبَ الْأَسَدِي إِلَى الْحَارِثِ بْنَ أَبِي شَمْرَ الْغَسَّانِ مَلِكَ الْبَلْقَاءِ مِنْ أَرْضِ الشَّامِ That the Prophet ﷺ sent Shuja' ibn Wahab al-Asadi to Harith ibn Abi Shamir al-Ghassani. Ibn Abi Shamr al-Ghassani. The king of Damascus. This was another example. Shuja' said, I went to him while he was in an oasis of Damascus. He read the letter of the Prophet ﷺ and then he tossed it and said, I am going to him. And he was determined to do so, but Caesar, Heraclius, prevented him. Harith al-Ghassani, it mentions, was like a line between the Arabian Peninsula and the kings of Rome. Just like the Al-Munadhira, the Munthirids, were a line between the Arabian Peninsula and the kings of Persia. They would keep the Arab tribes in line by mentioning Persia or Rome. When the Prophet, when the call of the Prophet, ﷺ reached them, he wanted to make war against him, believing he was like any other Arab tribe and had gone against the obedience of Caesar or Kisra. But Heraclius was smarter, so he prevented him from warring against the Prophet ﷺ. And Al-Ghassani was under the umbrella of Rome, and the Muntharids were under the umbrella of Persia. But here then, it's another example of the Prophet ﷺ sending out his messengers with those letters. Another example mentioned here, وَبَعَثَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمَ الْمُهَاجِرِ إِبْنِ أَبِي أُمَيَّةِ الْمَخْزُومِ إِلَى الْحَارِثِ الْحِمْيَرِ أَحَدْ مُقَاوِلَةَ الْيَمَنِ وَبَعَثَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمَ الْعَلَاءِ إِبْنِ الْحَضْرَمِ إِلَى الْمُنْذِرِ إِبْنِ سَاوَى الْعَبْدِ مَلِكِ الْبَحْرَيْنِ وَكَتَبَ إِلَيْهِ كِتَابًا يَدْعُهُ إِلَى الْإِسْلَامِ فَأَسْلَمَ وَصَدَّقَ In this example it mentions how the Prophet ﷺ sent Al-Ala uh, Ibn Al-Hadrami to Al-Munzir Ibn Sawa, the king of Bahrain. And he wrote him a letter inviting him to Islam and he actually accepted and uh, practiced Islam and was upon Islam. And then there is the famous example when the Prophet ﷺ sent Abu Musa al-Ash'ari and Mu'adh ibn Jabal to Yemen or to a section of Yemen, sections of Yemen. And Da'ina ila al-Islam, 
They went there to Yemen, to different parts of Yemen, to the north, to the south, to broadly cover the mass of Yemen. And they went there calling to Islam, فَأَسْلَمَ عَامَتْ أَهْلِ الْيَمَنِ وَمُلُوكُهُمْ طَوْعًا مِنْ غَيْرِ قِتَالِ And actually, the majority or many of the people of Yemen at that time entered into Islam after Abu Musa al-Ash'ari and Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiyallahu anhuma were sent to Yemen. Many of the people and the leaders, the kings, they accepted Islam. There is a narration that mentions the Yemen, Al-Imanu Yamanin wal-Hikmatu Yamaniya. Faith is amongst the Yemenis and wisdom is amongst the Yemenis. So it's mentioned how the Yemenis, many of them they accepted and their leaders they accepted without putting up any fight or any war or any battle against the Prophet ﷺ. So that's an example of how in that chapter, the Prophet ﷺ used to send out these messages, these uh, letters to the various areas and kings and rulers, inviting them and accepting them to Islam. Some of them accepted, others did not. Others even wished to go and fight against the Prophet ﷺ. Others ripped up the messages. But some, they accepted. In Bahrain, in Yemen, in some of the areas, they accepted that message and they entered into Islam. Then after that, فَاصْلٌ فِي أَعْمَامِهِ وَعَمَّاتِهِ This next chapter now is about the uncles and the aunties of the Prophet ﷺ. The uncles and the aunties of the Prophet ﷺ. Firstly then, كَانَ لِرَسُولِ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم مِنَ الْعُمُومَةِ أَحَدَ عَشَرَ That he had eleven Paternal uncles. He had 11 paternal uncles. The first of them, paternal uncles, to clarify what is paternal uncles, the meaning of it. The father's side, his paternal uncles and aunts are his father's brothers and sisters. It's mentioned that he had many uncles and aunts, but only a few of them reached the days of Islam. What does that mean? That only a few of his uncles and aunties reached the days of Islam. Meaning many of them, they passed away before the prophethood began. Many of his uncles and aunties, they passed away before the prophethood began. Uh, but here we have the 11 uncles mentioned. The first of them is Al-Harith. From amongst them, Al-Harith. And he was the eldest son of Abdul Muttalib. The uncles of the Prophet ﷺ, the brothers of his father. Of course, his father's father was Abdul Muttalib. So all of these are the sons of Abdul Muttalib. So, he was the eldest of the sons of Abdul Muttalib. And he was the son by whom he took his kunya. So Abdul Muttalib uh, would have been known as Abu Harith. And from his sons and grandsons, from the sons and the grandsons of Al Harith, 
Many of them accepted Islam and many of them were from the companions of the Prophet ﷺ. Then there is also Qutham. هَلَكَ صَغِيرًا وَهُوَ أَخُ الْحَارِثِ لِأُمِّهِ Qutham, he died while he was young and he was the أَخُ الْحَارِثِ لِأُمِّهِ But your translations they say he was the full brother of Al-Harith. Akhul Al-Harith li-ummihi. So, Al-Harith his father was Abdul Muttalib. Al-Harith, his brother is famous Abu Talib, etc. But his father is Abdul Muttalib. Now it says Qutham, he died when he was young. And he was the brother of Al-Harith through his mother. But actually, if Al-Harith, his father is Abdul Muttalib, and here it's saying now that Qutham is the brother of Al-Harith through his mother. Then that would mean what? Then that would mean in that case, in that translation, that Abdul Muttalib is not the father. But if that be the case, if that be the case, then that would mean that he is a half-brother of Al-Harith and an uncle of the Prophet ﷺ via that. But we can look into that further, the details of that further, inshaAllah. Then it also mentions Az-Zubair ibn Abdul Muttalib وَكَانَ مِنْ أَشْرَافِ Quraysh. Az-Zubair Ibn Abdul Muttalib, he was from the noble and superior of the Quraysh. Wabnuhu Abdullah ibn Zubair, and his son is Abdullah ibn Zubair, who participated in the Battle of Hunayn with the Messenger, and he was firm that day. He, Abdullah ibn Zubair, was martyred at the Battle of Ajnadin. The Battle of Ajnadin. And it has been narrated that there were seven bodies lying beside him of those he killed before he himself was killed. And then Az-Zubair ibn Abdul Muttalib, his daughters were Zuba'ah uh, bint Az-Zubair and she was from the companions. And Umm al-Hakam who also narrated from the Prophet Wasallam. Regarding this then, so there was Abdullah ibn Zubair, Abdullah ibn Zubair, Ibn, the son of Abdul Muttalib, and not Abdullah ibn Zubair ibn al-Awam. You hear the famous Abdullah ibn Zubair ibn al-Awam. This here is Abdullah ibn Zubair ibn Abdul Muttalib we're talking about. Not Abdullah ibn Zubair ibn al-Awam. Abdullah ibn Zubair ibn al-Awam, was the son of 
أسماء the daughter of Abu Bakr. So the two different ones there, not to confuse. His father was Az-Zubair ibn al-Awam, the cousin of the Prophet ﷺ from his aunt Safiya. As for here, Az-Zubair ibn Abdul Muttalib, then his daughter was Dhuba'ah, the daughter of Az-Zubair, and Umm al-Hakam, and they were from the companions of the Prophet ﷺ. The father himself died upon disbelief, but his children were from the companions of the Prophet ﷺ. So that is Az-Zubair ibn Abdul Muttalib. Himself died upon Kufr, but his children, many of them, they were from the, or his children, they were from the companions of the Prophet ﷺ. Then you have the famous Hamza. Hamza, the son of Abdul Muttalib, Asadullah, the Lion of Allah, wa Asadu Rasulihi, and the Lion of his Messenger, wa Akhuhu min al-Rada'ah. And the brother of the Prophet ﷺ, how? He's the uncle of the Prophet ﷺ, but how is he the brother of the Prophet ﷺ? Through the witness, as we mentioned before. Through the witness, it was mentioned before. Aslama qadiman. He became Muslim at an early time. From the olden time, from the beginning. Wahajara ila al-Madina. And he made the hijrah to Medina. وَشَهِدَ بَدْرًا He witnessed the battle of Badr. وَقُتِلَ يَوْمَ أُحُدٍ شَهِيدًا He was martyred in the battle of Uhud. وَلَمْ يَكُنْ لَهُ إِلَّا إِبْنَةٌ And he did not have except a single daughter. So that is Hamza ibn Abdul Muttalib, the Lion of Allah, the Lion of the Messenger. Uh, and he was the brother of the Prophet ﷺ through... Breastfeeding, he was breastfed by Thuwaybah, who was the slave girl of Abu Lahab. He had only one daughter, and she was offered to the Prophet ﷺ for marriage, but he refused because she was the daughter of his brother through breastfeeding. So he refused that. <coughs> because in the Quran it mentions that uh, it is not permissible to marry. Hamza's daughter, because he was not just his uncle, he was also his brother through breastfeeding. Then also you have, famous again, Abu al-Fadl al-Abbas ibn Abdul Muttalib. He also became Muslim and he was good in his Islam and he made the hijrah too. وَكَانَ أَكْبَرَ مِنْ نَبْسَ سَلَّمْ بِثَلَاثِ سِنِينَ And he was three years older than the Prophet ﷺ. وَكَانَ لَهُ عَشْرَ مِنَ الذُّكُورَ And he had ten sons. Among them, Al-Fadl, Abdullah, who is Abdullah, Ibn Abbas, and then Qutham, and these are all from the companions. And he died in the year 32 Hijri, in the time of the Khilafah of Uthman Ibn Affan, radiyallahu anhu in Medina. وَلَمْ يُسْلِمْ مِنْ أَعْمَامِنَا سَلَمْ إِلَّا الْعَبَّاسِ وَحَمْزَةِ from amongst the uncles of the Prophet ﷺ, only Al-Abbas and Hamza became Muslim. Only Al-Abbas and Hamza. From how many uncles? Eleven uncles we mentioned from the paternal side here. From the paternal side, only two of them became Muslim. Some of them, they didn't reach to the level of prophethood or the, the time of prophethood. And others, they did not accept Islam. Uh, so it has been said... That Al-Abbas, this uncle, accepted Islam the year Makkah was conquered. 
and he perfected his Islam. And he migrated to Medina. Others though say, as the text indicates, he accepted Islam in the early days of Mecca, but hid his Islam. And he aided the Prophet ﷺ secretly and openly, and he feared for the Prophet ﷺ when he was presenting himself to the Arab tribes during the Hajj season. So he went out with him, and he assisted him in greeting the tribes, or getting the tribes to pledge the allegiance to the Prophet ﷺ. And entire dynasty named themselves after this righteous man. They ruled the Muslim Ummah for over 400 years. Uh, that is, uh, the dynasty is being uh, referencing what? Abbasid dynasty. They call it in English the Abbasian dynasty. They were all, they took their name from Al-Abbas, after him. So none of the Prophet ﷺ's paternal uncles accepted Islam except Al-Abbas and Hamza. Then after that we have also Abu Talib, Ibn Abdul Muttalib, Abu Talib. And his name, again, Abu Talib is a kunya. Abu Talib is a kunya. His kunya was Abu Talib. What was his actual name? Abd Manaf. And he was the brother of, the father of the Prophet ﷺ, Abdullah, through his mother. وَعَاتِكَ صَاحِبَةَ الرُّؤْيَا فِي بَدَرِ And he was also the uh, sister, or their sister was Atika, the one who had the vision at Badr. Their mother was Fatima bint Amr. Abu Talib's sons, Talib, who died as a disbeliever, Aqil, Ja'far, Ali, and Umm Hani, they were all companions. Umm Hani, her name was Fakhita. And some say her name was Hind. It is mentioned her name was Fakhita, and some say her name was Hind. And Jumana is also mentioned as one of the daughters of Abu Talib. With regards to Abu Talib, from the famous stories mentioned about him are uh, the time of when he actually died, that when he was on his deathbed, the Prophet ﷺ went to visit him, and he said to him, Ay, Am, my uncle, قُلْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Say that there is none deserving of worship in truth except Allah. كَلِمَةً أُحَاجُ لَكَ بِهَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ A statement by which I can argue on your behalf in front of Allah. Make a defense for you with that. But as it's mentioned, two of his friends from the Mushrikeen were there at his deathbed too, Abu Jahl and Abdullah ibn Umayyah. And so when they heard the Prophet ﷺ trying to convince him to become Muslim, they uh, uh, began to refute that and say, no, you should not accept that. Are you going to abandon the religion of your forefathers, etc.? And this went backwards and forwards until in the end, it is mentioned that he remained upon his kufr and died upon his kufr. It's also mentioned about the special intercession that the Prophet ﷺ makes on behalf of Abu Talib such that his punishment is reduced in the hellfire. His punishment is reduced. He is in a shallow fire 
And had it not been for me, he would have been in the bottom of the fire, the Prophet ﷺ mentioned. Also then from the uncles is Abu Lahab, and his name was Abdul Uzza. Al-Uzza, the idol, Abdul Uzza. وَكَنَّاهُ أَبُوهُ بِذَلِكَ لِحُسْنِ وَجْهِهِ And Abu Lahab was given that title of being called Abu Lahab because of his good appearance, that he had a white appearance with red cheeks like flames. Lahab means flame. So he was called Abu Lahab. But Abu Lahab, of course, we know, did he die as a Muslim or a Kafir? He died as a disbeliever. It's mentioned from his children. Uh, the children that he had were Utbah and Mu'attib. And it is mentioned that they were with the Prophet ﷺ during the Battle of Hunayn along with Abu Lahab's daughter, Darrah, or Durrah, along with the daughter of Abu Lahab, Durrah. And they were companions. And from his sons, Utaybah, he was killed by a lion near the city of Zarqa after the Prophet ﷺ supplicated against him. So you can see there, some of the children of Abu Lahab accepted Islam, but some did not. Utayba, as it's mentioned there, was killed by a lion after the Prophet ﷺ made dua against him. Then also you have Abdul Kaaba. Uh, Abdul Kaaba mentioned in the list of his uncles. Also Hajal. Hajal. Uh, and his name was Al Mughirah. Also Zirar. Also Al Ghaydaq. And he was known as Al-Ghaydaq because he was the most generous of the Quraysh. لأنه أجود قريش وأكثرهم طعاما. Then after that, to the paternal aunties of the Prophet ﷺ. First of them, Safiya, the daughter of Abdul Muttalib. Uh, and she became Muslim and she made the Hijrah. And she is the mother of Az-Zubair ibn al-Awam. And she died in Medina during the leadership of Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu anhu. And she is the sister of Hamza through their mother. Then also you have Atika. Atika. It is mentioned that she became Muslim. And كانت عند أبي أميه ابن المغيرة ابن عبد الله ابن عمر ابن مخزوم That it is mentioned she accepted Islam and she was married to Abu Umayyah. She was married to Abu Umayyah ibn al-Mughira. And she gave birth to Zuhaira or Abdullah. And he became Muslim. And Zuhaira and Qaribatul Kubra. Qaribat al-Kubra. So these were mentioned from her children. Then also you have Arwa. The daughter of Abdul Muttalib. And Arwa, the daughter of Abdul Muttalib, she gave birth to, uh, or she was married firstly to Umair ibn Wahab, and she gave birth to Tulayb ibn Umair. And he was from the first to migrate. He participated in the Battle of Badr, and he was martyred in the Battle of uh, Ajna, uh, Ajnadin. 
in the battle of Ajnadin, and he did not have any offspring. Then also Umaymah, Umaymah, and she was married to Jahsh ibn Riab, and she had, or from her children, Abdullah, who was a martyr in the battle of Uhud also, and Abu Ahmad, Abu Ahmad, the blind poet, as he was known as. And his name was Abd. And also Zainab, who was the wife of the Prophet, and Habibah, and Hamna, all of these, they were companions. And Ubaidullah ibn Jahsh, he became Muslim. But then he is mentioned, Ubaidullah ibn Jahsh, as someone who apostated to Christianity. And he died as a, as a disbeliever. So these are one of those few examples of that occurring. Then also you have Barrah from the aunties of the Prophet ﷺ, paternal aunties, Barrah. And she was uh, the wife of Al-Asad, or Abdul Asad ibn Hilal. Uh, Abdul Asad ibn Hilal. And she gave birth to Abu Salama, whose name was Abdullah. And he was married to Umm Salama before the Prophet ﷺ. Abu Salama, then after when he died, then Umm Salama married the Prophet ﷺ. And after Abdul Asad, Barrah married Abu Raham. Barrah married Abu Ruham, in fact. Ruham, who was the son of Abdul Uzza. And then from that, from that marriage, there was the, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the offspring of Abu Abrah. Abu Abrah, and perhaps it is mentioned as Abu Sabrah. So that sometimes you may get differences in the names. Then also Um Hakim, and she is Al Bayda, the daughter of Abdul Muttalib. She was married to Kureiz, Kureiz ibn Rabi'ah, and she gave birth to Arwa ibn bin to Kureiz, and she was the mother of Uthman ibn Affan. So Um Hakim is the paternal auntie of the Prophet ﷺ. She had, she gave birth to Arwa. She gave birth to Arwa. And Arwa was the mother of Uthman ibn Affan. She gave birth to Arwa, and Arwa was the mother of Uthman ibn Affan. So the paternal auntie of the Prophet ﷺ was the grandmother of Uthman ibn Affan. So you can see that relation, how it works there. That is just a brief list of the uncles and the aunties of the Prophet ﷺ. The next section speaks about the wives of the Prophet ﷺ. But we'll do the wives next time, inshallah, from the beginning of next lesson. Uh, it goes through quite a few of the biographies. We'll mention all of the wives of the Prophet ﷺ and the order that he married them in. Which one did he marry first and then which one the order that he married the wives in and the names of those wives of the Prophet ﷺ. That's what we'll begin with then inshallah ta'ala from the next session at the same time, 7 p.m. 
And we'll conclude upon that for tonight then. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.